I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. Out of darkness, light are pumping, 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 pumping. Into white light, all things running, 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 running. And we are together, live, recorded, who knows. This is Aurea, and I'm always, always, always honored and grateful to share, share myself with you, share my expression, and just be myself with the knowing, with the knowledge that our communication, our interactions, whether it's just by you clicking play or you asking questions, it means a lot. It makes a big difference. It matters. So much of our work together is behind closed doors. So much of our work together is so private that it feels good to be able to share and to express and to know that what we do together over a weekend or over an evening, it really is for one purpose, and it is for us to be fully ourselves in between our sessions, in between our meetings. Our meetings are not the goal. It is the life that we live in between. The life that we explore, the self-exploration that we do together is ultimately in order to give you and me a better sense, a better know-how and more knowledge of who you are, who we are. Knowing what you love is your essential task. We always talk about that. Knowing what you love is your essential task. It's the greatest gift. It's the greatest pleasure. Why? Because when you know what you love, you experience love. When you know what you love, you are love. And that doesn't necessarily mean all about people. It's what makes you excited. What gets you to get up in the morning and take a risk, leap into the unknown? What gets you to embrace the mystery, embrace the mystery of your life? Life is a constant discovery, and I'm here to remind you that every time, every day. If life is not a constant discovery for you, then you're trying to fit in. You're trying to fit into a promise someone else made you. You're trying to fit into a story that was put by someone else, hoping that if you fit into theirs, their life would be of meaning. And all of that is coming down. It's crumbling. It's not real anymore. We know. We already know it. There is nothing out there that's true unless it provides you meaning. And there's nothing meaningful unless you feel like you are home, where you belong. You belong with yourself, you belong with your people, you belong with your community. So what gets you to belong? What helps you to feel like you're good no matter what? What gives you the support? What are the tools? What are the resources? Who are the people in your life that give you space, that let you just be, that encourage you to not know, that encourage you to not figure things out? that encourage you to explore the absurd in your life, to explore what you are afraid of the most, because behind what you are afraid of the most, 
really, truly lives what you want, what you wish, what you want to try. I like doubt myself. When doubt comes up, and it does, when doubt comes up really strongly, it's when I can use it as an anchor point to what I really want. You wouldn't be doubting it so much. You wouldn't be in your head so much if it wasn't something you want to explore. We only spend time and resources on what's important to us. And if we don't, if we run away from it, we can feel it. We can feel it in our depression. We can feel it in our doubts. We can feel it in our interactions. The work that we do together, who we are as a community, as the human community, is all about coming back to our feelings, waking up, waking into consciousness. Waking into consciousness literally meaning the ability to navigate your life. The ability to wake up in the morning and not have to have everything figured out. Use your mind as your heart's soldier. I read that a couple of years ago, I think in a Poe Bronson book. Let your mind be your heart's soldier. The mind is a wonderful, wonderful, amazing gift. You can utilize it to create structures and infrastructure to support what you love so you can be free. Imagine creating a life where space is what gives you the ability to share yourself, to express yourself. Imagine a life where you have the freedom for unstructured time and unstructured activities and unstructured days and weeks so you can be like a kid again. Being like a kid literally means to be innocent again, reclaiming your innocence, reclaiming that feeling of, I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm excited about it. I do not know what's going to happen, and I'm excited about it. And that is my life's goal, my life's purpose. It's what I do every day. It's why I wake up in the morning to remind you, to inspire you, to encourage you, to support you, to guide you, and honestly, to be an example of that possibility. To be an example of possibilities. To just be myself. Be myself and model that being yourself is the value. Being yourself, expressing yourself is your gift. We are always looking for a gift. We are always looking for a destiny and for a purpose. The search is over. It is. You found it. It's you. It's your life. It's your turn. And the truth is, it's everyone's turn all the time. When we stop expecting people to be someone else, when we stop trying to be someone else, when we stop thinking that there's something wrong with us and we need to work on ourselves, we need to do more work and more seminars and more whatever so we can one day be the people who we want to be. That's not good. I get it. I do my work all the time. But the way I do my work is by allowing life to form me, by allowing what's unfolding to let me know what to do next. My work ultimately comes down to presence and self-love. That's my work and that's your work. Self-love, respecting yourself more, loving yourself more, being with yourself more, 
and recognizing all those little spots where you feel jealous, where you resent, where you are envious, where you feel like other people have it better than you, where you may really, 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 really just don't want to be here anymore. You're waiting to be saved. You're waiting for a big break. And that's the source of suffering. That's the source of misery. Not wanting to be here. Not being happy with who you are right now. I get it. It's challenging to be happy when you're genuinely not liking your situation. However, with self-love and compassion and knowing that no matter what your situation is, no matter what your circumstances are, you can start here. You don't have a choice. You're always here. I sometimes imagine, not much, but I remember, not much anymore, I remember that it really helped me when I started this process of being, when I started the process of presence and just honoring whatever is unfolding. I would imagine that I landed a role in a movie. That's my life. I was given, you know, I, I, I was given the situation and the circumstances which were my life. And basically, my role would be to play that character and to play what would that character do right now with everything that you have in your life. What would that character do if it was a movie? What would that character do in order to bring yourself out of the ashes, bring yourself out of that place of hopelessness and desperation? How would you feel if you were able to disconnect from that source of anxiety like you messed up, you did something wrong, you didn't do it right? What if you just knew that everything in your life got you here just for this moment? What if you knew that everything you have in your life, all of the challenges and problems and good stuff too, are all designed for one thing and one thing alone, to get you to stand up for yourself? Yes, to get you to stand up for yourself, to get you to truly feel your feelings, to allow your emotions to guide you, not to numb them not to go beyond them, not to control them, not to master them, but to actually honor what's coming up for you, to feel your feelings fully so you can stand up for what you believe in. And if you don't know what you believe in, we always go back to space. Every day, take three minutes. Take three minutes, three minutes. That's nothing. That's like... That's like a, a commercial break in Hulu. And do nothing. Just sit down, breathe, pay attention. Pay attention as you breathe in. You're pulling so much natural life force into you. Your entire body is getting oxygenate, oxygenated. And as you breathe out, you're letting go and releasing all the tension and all the drama that you have stored inside you. Three minutes of being. Three minutes here, three minutes there. It will free you. It will save your future. It always does. The practice of cultivating presence is the most important one you could do.
because it's not about being present all the time. It's about cultivating presence. It's about knowing, knowing what you feel like, what your rhythm is like. And we have different rhythm in different times. We are natural human beings with seasons, with days and nights and on and off, and mood swings and ups and downs. Knowing your flow, navigating your flow. Knowing when not to talk or knowing when to speak. Knowing when to be quiet. And knowing when to express yourself. Being gentle with yourself. It's the ultimate gift. It's the ultimate experience. Knowing that you can handle anything that comes your way. Imagine that. Imagine if you knew you can handle anything that comes your way. You don't have to figure anything out. You put stuff out there. You do your best. You react to the moment, not from a negative place, but from a place of learning and experience. You gather experiences in your life just to see who you are. Imagine that. Gathering experiences in your life just to see what it makes you, what you become. You are no one. You are no one yet. You're not a specific thing. You don't have a specific purpose. Get rid of that. You are the purpose. Your unfoldment is the purpose. It's the joy. Your ability to experience yourself fully is the ultimate gift. We'll continue in a few minutes. In the moon of the budding trees I was gifted new eyes to see All of the shift and shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into realities Wake the dreams into realities I do like, I love the new music It feels like I picked it, but I didn't Which is nice that's what's so cool about community. That's what's so real about community. You don't have to do everything. You really don't. As a matter of fact, that's not, that's not why we're here. We're here to do things together. We split up into seven billion pieces just to see what we can create together. Life itself is very, 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 very powerful and magical as we can all experience. What you have in your body right now is as complex and as magical, if not more, as the entire universe itself. And you know it. And yet you're worried about what? You're worried about your to-do list. Ah, what if you knew your to-do list, your entire to-do list, are things that provide you with structure and help and whatever it is, reminders just for you to live your life to the fullest. Your to-do list is for meaning-making and joy and fun. Yes, not everything is fun. Not everything is pleasurable. But to think that you need to fight and you need to compete and you need to do very special, you know, you have to, do, you have to work very hard and you have to fix yourself, you have to correct yourself in order to live this life. It's a... Hmm, can I say bullshit? It really is bullshit. I mean, if we were going to say bullshit, it's about that. You really, really are not f wrong and broken 
And you got to fix all your karma and all that stuff. If you find meaning in that, I get it. That's fine. Whatever you find meaning in and can help you to become more yourself. And if you feel like you are here and you're experiencing karmic circles and you're here to fix that, fine. I spent the first third of my life feeling very sick and alone and alienated and not good enough. Can I connect into a story that it's because of some karma and past lives? Sure. Do I believe in past lives? I believe in recycling. I do. That's actually Carrie's wisdom. Someone asked her, do you believe in past life? She said, I believe in recycling. And I thought, that's genius. It's so true. I do believe in recycling. So what we attach meaning to it becomes our truth. Truth and reality is validated by how you react to it and what you make out of it. The main thing that we are learning together as a community and as humanity is how our stories really dictate our life. How the stories that we tell about ourselves and about each other is the unfolding of our life. So what story are you telling? What story are you telling yourself? It's very, very important. If you believe that you are here to fix and correct a past life and you need to work very hard and it's going to be very difficult and it's hidden from you, you will experience that kind of a life. And I grew up in this kind of environment. I grew up in an environment that told me that the more suffering I have, the better. I actually did. I used to have this image in my imagination of a scale. And on one side, there was a big bag of suffering. And the more suffering I would have, it would get tallied up at the end of my life or every year at uh, Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur. And all of my suffering would be accounted for. And the more suffering I had, the more chances I have to go to heaven. And, and millions and millions and millions of people believe that. That's part of our consciousness it's part of our story and i can't even imagine telling that to my son i have a two-year-old son as you know or may not know well now you know and i, I can't even imagine telling him that suffering is good i can see how i will talk to him about meaning making and how whatever is happening in his life truly is for a purpose as long that he stays present with it. If you can stay present with your suffering, if you can stay present with your misfortunes, if you can stay present with whatever is ha happening, I'm pretty sure that most of the intensity of the suffering, most of what you feel badly about, goes away when you can stay present with it. I sent this show summary. I have to send a summary about the show and a day before. And it's not my favorite thing to do because I really don't know what I'm going to talk about. But it does force me into just check in what's going on in my life real quick because that's what I do. And I think I sent the summary something along the lines of uh, mistakes and lessons. Because what I've come to realize in my life is that 
I have learned the most about what I do and who I am from my actual mistakes, not from watching others and not even from my best experiences, but actual mistakes. And what do I mean by mistake? Mistake is something that I'm experiencing and I say, huh, I wouldn't do the same thing again. I understand that I will have these same situations many more times. I'm beginning to actually love my mistakes. I'm beginning to actually embrace that the more I become unconventional, the more unconventional stories I explore, the more of the unknown that I will explore, the more, and I'm using air quotes, mistakes I will make. Because truly there are no mistakes if you stay present with them. If you see something that you wouldn't do again the same way, great, then it's not a mistake. It's really not. It's a lesson. It feels like a mistake when you beat yourself up. It feels like a mistake when you ignore it. It feels like a mistake when you explain yourself to other people. Don't explain yourself. At best, explain yourself to yourself in a loving way. Say, this is what I did. This is how it unfolded. And I can see right now, I wouldn't do the same thing again. However, I can't really look at it as a mistake because look at me now. I'm learning. I'm different. I'm a changed man. I'm a changed human being from my, again, air quotes, mistakes. I am. So if I am such a better father, lover, human, guide, teacher, because of my experiences that in the moment sometimes feel very rough, I have moments where I feel like, oh my God, I shouldn't be here. I should be in a much... I know how to control... I, I almost said control, but it's true. I was going to say, I know how to control this. I know how to create environments and situations in which I'm not going to feel so uncomfortable. I'm feeling very uncomfortable right now, and I don't like it. It looks like a mistake. It feels like a mistake. But staying present with that and seeing that I obviously brought myself here. It was me. Even if it is something that I said I'm not going to do. If I'm doing it again, it is still me. I'm still trying to teach myself a lesson. So if you are consistently or constantly trying to teach yourself a lesson, then great. Isn't it about time to learn it? Trust me. You're going to learn this lesson, something else will come along. Unless you control your life. Unless you make sure that you're so safe that nothing in your life is ever going to go beyond the lines, beyond your boxes. Let me tell you, it's going to become pretty boring. We're not here to live in boxes. We're not here to create structures that are you know, all about repeating the same thing again and again. We're here to explore. We are adventurers. We are self-explorers. I haven't found... The only time I feel like it's a mistake is if you don't stay present with yourself and with the other parties or the other people that you're interacting with. Anytime I've done something that I wouldn't do again, I make sure I stay present. I stay present with myself. I stay present with other people. We talk about it. We see why is it here? What do we have to learn from this? 
So knowing in my heart, knowing in my experience that the only job I have is to cultivate presence and self-love, that I'm not afraid of mistakes, I'm not afraid of looking wrong or seeming like I'm doing something that may not be right or kosher or whatever. Because I respect myself so much, I honor myself so much, I trust myself so much that I'm willing to let go, I'm willing to surrender, I'm willing to let life form my behaviors, I'm willing to let life itself mold my actions. And if I find myself in a situation that feels uncomfortable, it feels awkward, feels like I want to run away and hide, Good. Congratulations. Mazel tov. That place where I feel exposed. I feel like, oh my God. <gasps> That's the real place of growth. That's the place where I know. Where I know. I'm making a difference. I'm changing. I'm growing. And the only job, I say it again and again, the only thing that we must do is stay present, especially in situations where they feel uncomfortable or awkward. Trusting, trusting myself, trusting my soul more than myself, trusting my soul, trusting life to have put together circumstances, to have put together situations where I get to experience a much deeper, deeper, deeper story and essence of who I am that I'm grateful for. And I wish you the same. And I wish you that courage. The courage to stay present. The courage to make mistakes. The courage to get messy. I feel like so much of our work together is, it's about getting messy. But we get messy together. We get messy and we hold each other. We have space to go beyond whatever boundaries society and guilt and religion and the books and the wisdom and whatever else have put on us to go beyond it, to experience the edge and beyond it and have people around us that are not judging and supporting and holding us gently so we can rise up and look at ourselves and know ourselves even more. We'll be back. And we don't know where to begin. Don't know how to fit in. Caught in between the lines. Fighting this world from inside. Can't go back. We're on a one-way track. It's been a million miles gone. Is it taking us to where we studio and the producer of the show, Sam, see, we were talking during the break, and he was telling me that, I don't know if it's for him, he said for other people, other people, <laughs> and one of the biggest challenges is to see them suffer, and want to help them, like, how do you see someone suffer, how do you hold space for somebody else in their process, and, you know, what do you do? Oh man, that is such a 
it's actually it's it's the core of my work is to be able to see people go through their process and know for a fact that the more I help the more I guide the more I teach actually the less likely they're going to experience the breakthrough and the lesson that they need to do anyway what I mean by that the epiphanies and the aha moments that come from suffering that come from the lessons they really they're so personal there's no rhyme and reason for them they just happen they just happen and if we see someone suffer and we go and we give them our wisdom, we, tell, we teach them what we have learned, while in the moment it seems very helpful. In the moment it seems like, oh yeah, I understand exactly what you're talking about. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing this with me. What happens is, because it's not their experience, because it's not their aha moment, it's not their epiphany, they are very likely to experience it again. They're very likely. So by helping someone, but trying to teach someone, we are so much more likely to have them repeat the same thing again. That's why if you really want to help someone, if you really, really, truly want to be of support, then hold space for them, right? That's a big word, holding space. What does that mean? Be kind, be compassionate, be loving. If you're going to say anything, don't make it about a solution. Don't make it about fixing. Don't make it about your lessons. Definitely don't make it about you. Just pay attention. Pay attention. It's your energy. It's your loving energy that makes all the difference. If your spouse, your mate, your friend, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your journey buddy is going through hell and you just really want to help just be there for them energetically just know that they're going through such an amazing process they're going through such a sacred process in which where their own essence is learning or trying to teach themselves how to stand up for themselves let them stand up for themselves let them support them energetically just be there for them. If you're going to say anything, again, it's stuff like, I'm here for you. I get it. I understand you. Talk to me if you want. Would you like to process it? Would you like to share more? I've been through this and I know it's going to be okay. Whatever it is. However, I think to Sam's question... There may be even a better answer. If you're seeing someone suffer and you're having a hard time with that because you really want to help, know that what's really going on with you is that you are afraid that if, if you were in their position, you wouldn't know what to do. You're suffering. You do not want to be where they are. It freaks you out. It hurts you. Seeing someone else suffer reminds you, brings you to this place of, oh my God, if I was in their position, I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know what to handle. And that's the place where you, Sam, and other people, when you are in that position, 
it is your turn to apply and feel love for yourself and compassion for yourself. You really want to help someone when they suffer? Love yourself in their presence. Oh, it works magic. It works wonders. You want to help somebody when they are in pain? Be there for them. If they want space, physical space, get the hell out of there. If, they, if you know that they could use your presence, they could use your company, be there and just wait for the invitation to speak. I know it's very tempting. It's very, very tempting to share all your wisdom. But it works so much better when you're just there listening, not judging, not freaking out. And if you are, good. If you are freaking out, then you know it's about you. It really is. Love yourself even more. Talk to yourself quietly. Know that they are going to be okay. They really are. Just like you would be okay, and you are okay if you were to experience the same thing. And we never, never really, really know what's going on with someone else. That's the biggest joke out there, that... We think we know everything that other people think. We just do. We have that thing. We think we know what other people think and feel. And at the same time, we are convinced, and we are right, that nobody knows what we are thinking. It's a little odd, right? That you know, that you think you know what someone else is thinking, and yet you also believe that nobody knows what you are thinking. This is all nonsense. It's all about presence and it's all about being in your heart because when you're in your heart, when you have compassion for yourself, when you realize how sacred this journey is, when you realize that everything in your life, everything that's going on with you, really truly is for one purpose. And what is it? To get you to stand up for yourself. To get you to speak automatically from your heart to let your life express itself through you. You find yourself in situations where a lot of people are suffering, it's because you're suffering. You are. If you keep finding yourself around drama, well, you have a lot of drama. It is not mean, it is not selfish to not be involved in drama. Drama always comes from the same place. And I'm willing to bet on that. I'm not a betting man, except for good. But drama comes from the same place. Are you ready? It's I am not good enough. Any drama. Any, any drama. All comes down to that. That little nagging, annoying fear belief system. That says, I'm not good enough. And if you can embrace that, acknowledge that, know that, know that, that all of your pain and all of your drama and all of your suffering, including watching other people suffer, comes from this place of, I'm not good enough. I wouldn't know what to handle if I was experiencing what they're experiencing. I don't trust life. I do not trust life to just take care of me. I do not trust life to have made me good. That's drama. We all have it. 
We have that fear. I'm afraid. I'm afraid I'm not good enough. I'm afraid there's something wrong with me. My parents didn't give me enough love. Someone didn't treat me right. I have experienced trauma that has crossed my wires that have caused me to never be as good as what life can offer. And because of that, I experience fear consistently. And that's the place I'd like you, the listener, the human, to visit and embrace and realize that until you admit that, until you admit that you are afraid that there's something wrong with you, until you admit that you, that you are afraid that because of your circumstances and upbringing and situations, you are not as good, you're not as perfect, you're not as whole as others or what life potential can be, you will continue to emanate that, you will continue to project that, you will continue to create meanings in your life in a way that, guess what? You're not good enough. So it always goes back to that ground zero, starting from here, right now, where you are. doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank or how much money you owe, uh, who left you or who you want that's not wanting you or whatever it may be. You have the opportunity, you have the chance, you have the responsibility to look at life as a constant discovery, to look at your life as a journey of an ongoing unfoldment, to appreciate your life because there are many ways, many ways to experience this life. And if you're able to listen to me, and if you're able to actually listen without interpreting, if you had experiences, even if there are just few of them, if you had one experience in your life of self-love, one experience where you knew for a fact that you are good enough just by being you, you can build on that. I promise you. You can always build on that kindle, on that light within you, on that place that you have experienced that you are good enough. Why is life so hard? Why is life so challenging? Why does it seem so mysterious? I don't know. It's up to you. You answer it. You discover it. You write the story. Surround yourself with people who love you. Surround yourself with people who support you. Surround yourself with people who give you space to be miserable and to not try to fix you. And magic is coming your way. Fulfillment, joy, meaning-making from a place of love, meaning-making from the heart. So yay to mistakes, and yay to disappointments and resentments and jealousy, because they show you what you think about yourself. They show you how far you feel from your true essence. And if you do feel good about yourself, good, shine on, it's brilliant. Be examples of possibilities. We'll be back. So tap me out and tap me into you. Heal my brain and my body too. Balance my chemistry, hydrate these cells cause the body talks and meditation helps. The body talks and meditation helps. Oh, 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 oh.
My father is in the studio. He's not going to come on. Not yet. Maybe next time. Because we would love to hear his radio voice. But during the break, he told me, he said something about my comment of how I, I uh, talked about that the biggest fear that we may have is I'm not good enough and how it's such a broad statement. It's such a big umbrella. And I know, I know when I say that to people, th- th- there's a part that's actually refusing to like hear that because nobody wants to really believe or think that they think that, I'm, that they're not good enough. They'd like to believe that their problems and their fears are much different They're much different. They're more specific. And while there can be, and there are, the I am not good enough fear, the I am not good enough place in which projects your life is so real that I like to talk about it. I like to keep going there. Because it it, it really attributes to anything the most common I'm not good enough that I find is I'm not good enough to tell my truth in the moment to the person in front of me because I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough to actually experience what I'm experiencing right now, tell you the truth, and the world will still support me. Most of the, most of the times we don't express and say what we feel and what we want from other people is because we're afraid. We're afraid that we need to be someone else. We need to present a different case. Well, again, what does that mean? I'm not good enough to be me. I'm not good enough to actually feel what I'm feeling, experience what I'm experiencing, express what I want to express, and still be supported and still be heard. Imagine if you knew that you can share and say anything you feel at any moment to anyone. Yeah. How good enough would you be then? Imagine you can really, really tell anyone what you are feeling. You can express your desires. You can say what you want. Not what you need, what you want. And know that life and people are good enough to support you. Believing that you're good enough ultimately gives the world, gives permission for everyone else to be good enough. Because it's not about being so good that you're better than other people. It's about being good, period. Knowing that good spreads. Knowing that being good enough is really just about being good. The whole concept of not being good enough comes from religion, society, parenting, whatever, that tells you that you are not good enough. That you need more education. That you need better friends that you need more wisdom, that you need more faith, that you need more money. So we do walk around with this feeling that by default, out of the box, we're lacking something, we're missing something. While the words not good enough stir up a lot of shit in many people, it's the last thing they want to hear. I say that to people a lot, they don't want to hear it. I say, yeah, you're afraid you're not good enough. You should see the revolt, the resentment I experience instantly. They're like, no, 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 it's so many other things. I, I, I don't think I'm not good enough. 
can we just acknowledge and admit that feeling not good enough is not not good enough? <laughs> feeling not good enough comes from other people, comes from our parents, and it's not their fault, it's their parents, and it's not their fault, it's their parents, and it's not their fault, it's the stories, and a lot to do with the hierarchy and patriarchal and religious systems that literally taught us that there's something wrong with us, there's something wrong with you. So embracing that and telling yourself and acknowledging and embracing and saying, not only am I good enough, I'm whole, I'm perfect as I am with all of my craziness, with all of my absurdities, with all of my wacky behaviors or strange tendencies and abilities or unabilities or whatever it may be. Just respecting yourself, truly respecting yourself and cultivating that sense of knowing that you have always been good enough to express yourself. You have always been good enough to share. And replacing the whole word, and maybe that's what my father is wanting me to do. It's to replace good enough with a whole other word, with a whole other phrase, which I get. If I say good enough a few more times, maybe I'll stop saying it altogether. And I get it. I get it. It's about shining. It's about being brilliant. It's about spreading our love and not worrying about outshining someone else. I got a question and I really want to honor the person who asked me a question. I got a text. Why we care about what others think of us and how to let go of that. Why do we care about what others think of us and how to let go of that? Because <laughs> we're afraid we're not good enough? No. Uh, seriously, why do we care about what others think of us? Why? It's a good question. Even a better question is how to let go of that. Uh, I'm 100% sure that the ability to let go of what other people think of you is knowing that your own journey, your own unfoldment, your own exploration, your own experiences are the only things that matter. It's the only thing that's true and real for you. If you're worried about what other people think of you, it's because you're afraid. You're afraid that you are missing something, that you don't know something. When you need validation from other people, honestly, it's probably much simpler than that. It's because you've been taught that. We have been taught to pay attention to what other people think of us. It's more than that. People always tell us what they think of us, and when we are kids... We take that as authority. When our schools and our parents and people tell us all the time what they think of us, and that becomes a norm, then that's why we do it. So answering you specifically, why do you care what other people think of you? It's because that's all you know. That's all you've seen. That's all you've been taught. As a matter of fact, you've seen your mother do it. 
You have. I know you have. So it's natural. It's actually your way of becoming perfect. It's actually your way of becoming better. It's to worry about other people's judgment and to please them. Letting go of that is the art of standing up for yourself. Letting go of that is self-love. It, it really, 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 really doesn't matter what other people think of you. And you know that. I think it was a Jack Canfield quote. What other people think of you is none of your business. What other people think of you is none of your business. So how do you let go of that? You realize that it's destroying you, first of all. It's destroying your life. It doesn't really matter. Trusting yourself, cultivating a sense of trust, cultivating a sense of knowing, self-trust, self-love, self-knowledge, and knowing that the only thought that matters is what you think about yourself. So what you think about yourself makes all the difference. So how do you let go? How do you let go of worrying what other people care and think of you? Practice. Practice thinking about yourself. What do you think about yourself? Have you ever done that? Just sit there and think about it. What do you think about yourself? And see how, how telling that is. Ask yourself, what do I think about myself? What do I think about this situation? What do I think about who I am today? And see that that is the projector of your life. That is the storyteller of your life. And I wish you luck. And I wish you love and support and guidance in everything that you do. And most importantly, self-love. I'll talk to you next time.